we are. Here we are. Back at the normal time, Jane. Oh yeah, it feels good. Hopefully, well, no technically earlier, but true, <laughs> true, yeah, true. Um. Oh man, yeah, I'm super true. cozy right now. How has your week been? Uh, uh, I don't know. Hard to say. It's actually been it's been it's been up and down, definitely. Like mixed mixed uh, mixed feelings. Really like okay. hard. I'll I'll get into it more in a bit, but okay. You know. Well, just to let everyone know, Jay, uh, I got COVID for the first time. I think. Yeah. Which is crazy. I think. And so I've been off and that has meant more games, Jay. Oh more yeah. Games. But actually you know what? I don't didn't even think about that. It's true. In my mind I just thought you'd be like bedridden and not really like, you know, up for much. I was most of the time to be fair. Like 'cause well, I mean go. we said this before, Jay, right? Like gaming's not a, like a necessarily relaxing No, you, you have know. to be you have to actually be pretty on. Right. And sort of like not ill to wanna play a game. Like I found whenever I'm ill, it's depending on how bad it is, it's very fifty fifty. Like one minute I'll be in the mood for like, oh I can replay a game. And the next, I feel so crappy that I'm like, I don't want to even like turn on the TV. I want to close my eyes and go to bed. Yeah, literally. And it's funny because it's the same with films, even though films require oh, yeah. less attention. Like, yeah. I, even when you're ill, like I feel like watching films is a struggle. And also, Jay, do you get this right? If you watch a film or TV show or something when you're ill, do you always associate that film or TV show with being ill? Because I do. I do that with a lot of things. Like there'll be things where like. I'll feel like really bad a certain day and if I just so happen to like play a game or listen to a bit of music or watch a TV show or watch a film in that same day I'll then associate that bit of media with feeling that bad right which can have quite a bad effect because I feel like I get that a lot with like games like part of the reason why I like to be in a certain mode or like in being like my environment needs to be just right for me to like enjoy stuff it's because I know that if I'm if I'm slightly uncomfortable, uh, I'll, I'll then associate that discomfort with that game, and then it'll make the game bad, which is not a fun thing. Sometimes I'll forget. Most of the time, I'll forget that I ever felt like that. So. I'm sure there's been plenty of times where there's like during like Final Fantasy or any of those like really good games that I that I played over the last year or two. Like I'm sure I felt terrible during some of that, but I can't remember. <laughs> Hard to say. Oh, very good. Well, without further ado, Jay, we've got a lot to talk about this week, so let's get right into it. Ready so to rumble. For those who don't know, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TGO Show, a video game podcast, including the God of Lots gamer himself, yeah. Mr. Jay, and Night Owl Nick. I guess <laughs> that's yeah, me. That's the Feels name a bit I weird gave. To talk yeah. about myself like that, but yes. Uh, so we talk about. Loads of different video game stuff, basically. Uh, yeah. Not too topical, not too nostalgic either, I would say. A little bit in between. Well, nostalgic right, for new... us. Like, there's, there's some new... Yeah. Like, what I mean is it's not all old games, you know? Oh, I see. Sure. Yeah. So, so we've got lots of different segments and things, but first off, Jay... One of the games that I got to play and finish while I was sort of ill. Oh, I think I know which one. Was Life is Strange True Colors finally. Yeah, okay, sweet. How so was that? Are we, are we ready to go in, Jay? Was there anything I missed in the intro? No, that's fine. 
Okay, all right, crack on. Please take us, Jay, to topic screen number one. Numero uno. Okay. Right, Jay, I've got some thoughts. Yeah. Um, just let me know if you want to chime in, okay? So, background on Life is Strange True Colors. Bought it in December when it was on offer. Haven't got round to playing it. I've now played it. Well done, Nick. So, I won't bore you, Jay. I, I don't think you've played any of the Life is Strange games, have you? It's weird. Like, I have an idea of what I think Life is Strange is in my head, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I my I remember Life is Strange one coming out. Yeah. And vaguely, I remember it being about. It also reminds. It kind of reminds me of that tale of two brothers. Yeah. I for some reason I get Life is Strange and Tale of Two Brothers mixed up sometimes. I think it's because I. Is Life is Strange where there's like two boys, like or a younger brother and an older brother? That's brothers. That is that is Tale of Two Brothers. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's what I'm getting mixed up. And then my only other knowledge of it is that there's a girl, and she has some sort of weird power, whether it be like a psychic type thing. I'm not even sure. Yeah. That's like that's pretty fair. much the extent, and it's all. Very, it's very like I like the the sort of like artistic, stylized way that the game is like drawn, I guess, or like animated. Yeah. Animated. Yeah. Yeah. It has a very like um, indie feel to it. Yes. Lots of like warm colors is what I imagine. That's like yeah, pretty 100%. much my knowledge. So we'll go with that. Enlighten me. So, um, do you know what, Jay? I'm going to interrupt myself very quickly. Sweet. What was the name of the retirement <laughs> home that Loki sent Odin to on Earth? I was waiting for that. Uh... Shady Acres, Meadowview, Orchardside, or Willow's... Sorry, Willow Lands. It's one of the first two. What the what, what, what the first two again? Shady Acres, Meadow View. I think it's Shady Acres. Final answer? Yeah, it's either A or B, but I'm going to go with A. Right again. Wow. And weirdly enough, Jesus. it's the same two highlights again. <laughs> that is so weird. Honestly, I'm creeping myself out oh, with my knowledge. Crikey. Weird. So, Jay, so Life Sweet. is Strange is basically... Uh, it was an episodic narrative driven right yeah i wasn't sure about the episodic thing yeah so it a lot of walking a lot of like interacting with the environment a lot of animating go on a bit like telltale uh walking dead type thing right exactly okay um and the original life is strange just for a bit of context for you jay is Mm -hmm. basically about a girl called max who has the supernatural power of being able to rewind time she then meets her her childhood friend chloe and everything sort of escalates from there but it does deal with very serious topics it's obviously got your teenage romance comedy drama all of it in a bunch and then on top of that you've got that style of the animation the drawing the colors and the music which is very very important so there is a whole indie vibe to life is strange so that's originally what it was um some of the original game doesn't age that well uh but some of it ultimately i really still love the vibe and the feel the game has right because like you can't it's not tangible jay you know what i mean like how can you oh, tangible vibe you know what i mean such a good word so tangible um, wow. the original game was developed by don't nod which is development studio sorry Joe, i'm trying to get a thing because i'm trying to read my i don't thing. think i can remember i don't i don't remember don't nod here we go uh i'll tell you what game they made i believe jay remember me oh wow 
Yeah, think that, so. that actually kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think that's what similar similar animation style. So, huh. uh, so that came yeah. out. Love the first game. I was then really impressed with Before the Storm, which is a three-episode prequel to Life is Strange. Usually they're five episodes. And despite, Jay, that you know basically what happens to all the characters in Before the Storm, they still made you interested and invested in the journey, which I thought was quite impressive. It's yeah, like, because yeah. like, you already know what's going to happen, but, you know. So, um, yeah. so that was great. That was really, really good. Then I skipped Life is Strange 2 because, frankly, I didn't hear great things about the story oh, and characters. Okay. But, I don't want to confuse you, Jay, but we're going on the road here. Uh, I did play Captain Spirit, which is basically a really short demo for Life is Strange 2. Um, and what I liked about that demo was there was a lot of polish on the gameplay, which Telltale Games never had. So it was like, oh, okay, Life is Strange is a hit. We've got a bit more money, and we're actually going to use it and polish the game. And I thought that was, like, I was like, yeah, fair play for that. Um, and Telltale never did that. So then we come to True Colors, Jay. So True Colors is an entirely separate game and story based oh. around Alex Chen. Okay, so every protagonist you have, basically, or there was a protagonist in the story which has a supernatural power. That's part of the twist, right? Um, and Alex Chen, uh, I, there's, a, there's a word for it, but I can't remember. Uh, um, uh, God. Oh, emphatic? Emphatic? Um, One of those. Anyway, she basically can sense people's emotions and right. thoughts through their emotions. Um, so I was really skeptical. I reckon, Jay, we mo probably watched an E3 where this was revealed together. Yeah, or I like, we, or did, we, yeah. we talked about it or something, right? Um, and I was a bit skeptical because I was just like, I just don't like the look of this game. I don't like the power. I don't really like the look of the character and stuff like that. Um, but when it came out, I heard pretty good things, right? Uh, I think IGN gave it a nine. Not that that matters, right? But... Um, people were like oh this is pretty good so i was like all right i'll take a leap of faith and i'll see how it goes so jay now we're in the nitty-gritty side of things uh, this game is this game is very important jay uh for many reasons uh -oh. the first is that it's exceptionally good one of the best games i've played over the last few years like it's up there and one of the best in the genre by by a mile like 100 okay. percent uh, a lot of a lot of what it does really works. So the story, the pacing, the characters, the setting, the music, the writing, the performances, all of these are to an excellent standard. And okay. they're really just top class. I guess that's and, what like, the money from the previous ones does, right? Well, it allows them to I improve. So, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um and it's all extremely excellent. I mean, extremely excellent. Yeah, sure, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, it's really top class. And Alex Chen, who originally I was a bit skeptical about, is now one of my favorite characters ever. Like, obviously, there's there's a list of like fifty pe like characters, but she is up there. Um, and that's just through an eight to ten hour experience, right? So you might be like, oh, Nick, you love. Um, Arthur Morgan from Red Dead 2. I'm like, yeah, I spent like 250 hours with him probably, <laughs> you know, or like, I didn't, but like 150 yeah. hours, right? Um, whereas Alex, I spent eight to 10 hours with, and she's still one of my favorite characters. Well, you uh, can watch acting... a movie for two hours and still, you know, have it be your favorite right. movie. Yeah, it doesn't, so doesn't matter necessarily about the time spent. It's just whether you That's can, you can uh, enjoy that, that character or not, you know. 
That's true. Yeah. Uh, the acting is absolutely superb. Uh, I thought when I was playing it, it was pretty much up there with the likes of Rockstar and Naughty Dog. Not to say that it is better than that, but it for me, it genuinely was up there. Some of the moments of acting, it was really believable. It also respects your time, Jay. Uh, and there's a few ways it does this. Obviously, the length of the game naturally. But I think one of the things Life is Strange original, from what I remember, I mean, it's many years ago now. It came out, I think, 2014, Jay, which is like nearly 10 years ago. Can you believe? Yeah. Um, <laughs> mental. So I think it was then anyway, maybe 2015. Anyway, um, and uh, <laughs> it sounds so minuscule, but there's a sprint button. But like, you actually feel like you move with the sprint button rather than most walking simulator type narrative driven games where like you always feel you're going slow so they can just drag out the game longer. Do you know what I mean? Like Not uh, necessarily, no. So they basically, a lot of these games I find they make you feel slow at all times. Yeah. Um, because they basically want to make the game longer by making you slower. Yeah. And I felt that this game didn't do that. And it was uh, just, okay. and I felt like I moved at a good so pace. So the first, nice. uh, the first two didn't have a sprint button. If they did, I didn't feel that sprinty. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, it's it, more of like a placebo. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Um, second reason it's very important: it brings up complicated life issues and discusses them in a very philosophical manner, which okay. made me really ponder what people go through in these situations. As my I myself haven't really faced that much hardship at all in my life, really. Sure. Um, obviously, it's all subjective. We've all faced hardship, but I haven't gone through the hardships of, say, Alex Chen, for instance. Sure. And on that aspect, I think it's important that these issues... Well, no, sorry. I think it brings up important issues within the story, and I applaud it for that, generally. Thirdly, it brings up an interesting conversation, Jay, about how other creators can surpass that which they did not originally create, right? So Don't Nod, in my opinion, have made the best Life is Strange game, but they didn't make Life is Strange. You know what I mean? Um, a bit like how I thought, how I thought, uh, how I, what I hoped Disney would do with Star Wars, right? Disney didn't oh, make Star Wars, yeah. but you'd hope that they would have surpassed some of the other stuff, right? Um, you would hope. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> still time. Still time. Sure. I mean, there's infinite amount of time now. Uh, isn't now there? There is, fucking... yeah. Oh my god. Nearly done, Jay. Don't worry. Lastly, oh, it uh, course corrects the Life is Strange course path, correct. right? Okay. So, Life is Strange Two, I think, wasn't received quite as well. You know, very ambitious, uh, episodic release, but wasn't received quite as well i think life is strange true colors we now have the best life is strange game out there we now have that as the most recent game so now it's a case of right what what can you guys do next you know this kind of just um, reminds me of like the yeah. trilogy type thing that happens where the first movie is usually a classic second movie is usually awful and the third movie is usually a good comeback right sort of like closer to the first one but like hardly anything like the second one interesting yeah, it's just one of those things. Like trilogy is always, almost always, the second movie is the worst one. Or if I you've got, if you've got some sort of film series, that usually one of the middle ones isn't very good. Right, 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 right. Which I don't think you could say about Harry Potter. 
because they're all good. But there are eight mm, of them. I would argue. Oh, is there one you no, don't you're like? Right. They are all good, Jay. They are all good. But you could definitely pick out a worst one, right? Definitely <sighs> Hallows Part 1 is... Oh, really? Jay. Uh... Oh, dude. They're in a campsite for most of them. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Hallows Part 1 is probably like just more of like a bridge between 6 and 8. So, yeah. Yeah. True. Okay. But again, not bad, Jay. Just, I'm trying to think of saying. like other... One that I don't know... If this is actually story-wise, is definitely not. But gameplay-wise, is the the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy. Oh god, um, mate, I love you so much. I don't know if the second one is bad. I have it, and I will play it eventually. But I don't Hold know on, if the second one. We there. we talked about Thirteen Two a lot back in the day because you had the guide for it and you talked over, like to yeah. me over the mic with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you did. But we, I haven't played Lightning Returns, and you haven't either, right? Uh, no, the third one, no. But I do know what I've watched someone play through them both. So to me, they're great. But sure, what? So you think out of that trilogy, you think two might be the weakest one? Then? No, I'm just From saying that I'm, I don't oh, think okay. it follows the trend. Is what I'm saying. I think they're all great. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But I was well, trying to think of like other trilogy. Gears of War two was that good? I liked Gears of War two. I think I actually it's think Gears of War three might have been. The, the worst one. one. Yeah, Out of correct. the first three. I yeah. think it goes 2-1-3, potentially 1-2-3. Agreed. That's yeah. surprisingly accurate for someone who hasn't played Gears for a long time. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Gears 1, 2, and 3 are fairly nostalgic to me, but after that, I just sort of like went away. What about Halo you know, 1, 2, and 3? Halo I mean, 2 is the best one. Yeah, it is, yeah. But Lord of the Rings, Two Towers is, Ooh. I think, the worst one, personally. But a lot of people, this is their favourite. I do quite like the second one. But then you've yeah. got Star Wars, where Empire Strikes Back is the best one. Also. Oh man, we could. This could all be a whole different thing. <laughs> we could. Do I like this that forever. we we stumbled upon this like trilogy fallacy. But I know what you're saying, know. Jay. Like yeah, there's plenty yeah. of examples where two basically acts. Yeah, as a two just sort of three. like it's almost like trying to catch lightning in a bottle again, and they just miss the mark, you know? Because there's so many games or so many like viral things where like one thing comes out and it's like right, I now need to do that thing, but slightly different. To seem like I'm not just like a one-trick pony, you know. That's probably what happened: is that they tried to not be a one-trick pony and failed. It seems. Sure, sure. But they they came back with three, so so there is just the the three Life is Strange games then. So there's four. There's four. So okay. Life what is Strange. Missing? Yep. Before the Storm, which is the prequel. Oh, the prequel! I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Life is Strange two, and then this one. Okay. But to be fair, Jay, like before the Storm is only three episodes, so. More like you a know, DLC. Y- yes, almost. Correct. And True Colors <laughs> like is a Mars Morales. more of a standalone game. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, so, uh, you know, there's conversations, Jay. You know, are they building up a universe here where Life is Strange Five will get all of these main characters? I was going to say, game? like, does the third game have anything to do with with prequel one or two? Like, is there any crossover whatsoever? Like, is there an instance where you could imagine that all of these characters would come together at some point, for whatever reason? Like, it kind of has, like, a very Skinsy-type vibe to me. That's a great... Oh, you're on it tonight, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great uh, analogy or comparison. So, yes, I do... (laughs) I can see a game where they're all together. Whether I see that game being good or not is another question, of course, and that's a massive topic. 
In answer to your other question, Jay, I didn't realize this, but there is a really big uh, continuation element, which is a main character called Steph. Okay. I didn't realize. Yeah, see, this is, is. I think I've heard this, but yeah, go on. So Steph is in Before the Storm. Right. Um, I didn't realize this because I played Before the Storm like what five years ago. Probably. Yeah, I don't even now. know. Yeah. Um, but she is one of the main characters in this game, so oh, there is okay. some sort of you uh, know, yeah crossover element. And I'm sure there's like little cameo bits and stuff. So did you actually around. play the second game? You said you skipped it. No. Okay. Do you, do you plan on going back and playing it? Like let's say it came out on Game Pass or something. Would you? It was on Game Pass. Oh, there you go. Uh, no, mate. No? So Not Coops, even a possibility. You know. okay. So Coops likes Life is Strange, who you know. Sure. And um, we both played one and Before the Storm. And then he played two and he didn't really like two. And I'm going to be honest, Jay, if Coops doesn't like a game, <laughs> you, you like know one. what I mean? You know, yeah, like, sure. Well, as in, like, he likes he likes most games, you know? Oh, I see. So, okay. He's like the barometer. He is the barometer. Okay. So... Um, so I have no intention of doing that, but I am interested to see what Don't Nod come up with next time. I hope it's okay. Good. Let's say if Don't Nod came out with another game, would you want to be in Life is Strange or would you want to be a new IP? Probably a new IP, just for them to flex their muscles a bit. Would you want it to be the same type of game or a completely different type of game? Much like how so many other developers have made, like maybe like an RTS, but then went into like a action RPG next, you know? Something really, really random. Sure. Like uh, Creative Assembly doing Alien Isolation after go. RTS games and stuff, yeah. 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 Um, I think they should do whatever they want to do and get, like, move away from Life is Strange for a bit, you know, flex their muscles elsewhere and then come back to it is what I think. Okay. okay. Um, so, if I'm honest, Jay, my main takeaway moving forward from this is I'm keeping a strong eye on Deck 9 who who's made who made true colors um so deck nine made true colors don't nod made the other two oh i see you, right, you know where i'm getting confused now okay so what so do deck you think nine, deck nine are going to do something different or are they going to come back to life is strange i reckon they're going to stick with life is strange for the time being and right. um because obviously it's a bit of a cash cow for square enix now i assume because it's quite popular i assume um, uh, we need to talk about this be... eventually but square enix is having a bit of a mare at the minute yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're having a bit of yeah. trouble. I think they're having a bit too much Western influence, if you ask me. But, Jay, do you know what's so weird about that? How can you come out with a masterpiece like Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 and then, like, everything else from the same company? You know what I mean? Yeah, Square Enix are one of these uh, developers that they either hit it out of the park or they completely miss. There's, there's never, never really an in-between. And if there is an in-between, it's, yeah. it's very, like... Um, I know what you mean. Like it's sort of more more of like a marmite than anything else. That is like, true. The isn't people it? who play it love it, and the people who don't play it hate it. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is true, though. Like, yeah. think of Final Fantasy, right? Yeah, people it's, it's out of the park. Hate time. Final Fantasy ten, or it's their favorite Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. or they hate thirteen, or it's one of their favorites. It's very, so li- true. very, very little uh, middle ground. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll be keeping a close eye on Deck 9. Um, but overall, Jay, uh, I love this game. Uh, it really won me over. And I wish I could play it blind all over again. There were some twists in it, okay. which I really did expect from Episode 1. People were like, no, you didn't. I was like, yes, I did. But there were some twists I didn't expect. So I loved it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> highly recommend. Okay, okay. 
Sweet. Jay, should we, while we're on this topic, kind of not, okay. um, obviously, so I'm not sure how much you want to go into this because obviously I would I would like to still keep the AC DLC spe- special. Yeah. Do you want to let us know what, what you yeah, want to Yeah, just give some very brief, brief details on what, what's going on. Um, so I've played it. I've finished it. Boom. 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 Roasted. Um, Another day in the office. Yeah, exactly. You know how I am. Um, yeah, I, I started playing it. When did I start playing it? I started playing it maybe Friday night. Yeah. Because I think we obviously did the podcast on Thursday. So I didn't play it until the next day. And then I think I finished it sun, like very early Sunday morning. So I deliberately got I deliberately went to bed early and I got up early just so I could like play more, I guess. Um, so it wasn't. It definitely wasn't as long as I had hoped, um, which is frustrating because of the price. I think this uh, DLC is not worth the current price point that it's at. Not even close. Okay. I think this current price point is minimum two DLCs for that price. Minimum really? of, the, of this size too. I was, so I was a little bit effect- disappointed. A little bit. Disappointed. Are we effectively talking about a DLC that is? Just a little bit bigger than the last two DLCs we got, then sort of thing, or I'd say about the same size. Are you sh- genuinely? Yeah. What? So the, what? What was the last? Last place was Paris. Paris, which was a little bit smaller than Ireland, but Ireland was was. I'd say sizable. this was probably about the same size as Ireland. Really? Yeah. And that what the the DLCs we got from. Um, the first season pass cost what, like twenty something quid combined, roughly. I think. What was I the season think, pass price? Like I think it's thirty or forty retail. But did you get it? Did you get the premium edition, James? Yeah, so I got, got the special your... edition, so I got it with. So I would have paid like maybe ninety quid. Okay, yeah. One, so like, let's say thirty like quid. So let's say about the same as Ragnarok. I would yeah, say. Yeah. So you're two. basically getting the equivalent of two DLCs for one. That's about the same size as the first one that you got anyway. Right. Okay. So I'm actually kind of like. So you said you weren't going to buy this until it came down in price, yeah. if ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't even yeah. know if it's going to come down in price. I don't. I actually kind of. I mean, I can imagine it coming down in price, but I don't know when. That's yeah, because we're not. Gonna, I, I doubt we're going to see another DLC from Macy anymore. I mean, this is it, isn't it? I think we might get one more later on this year, maybe. Really, I don't even know what to expect, honestly. But I mean, look, you've played it, so you you would know the story beats better than I. Uh, but I think we are. Although, obviously, Jay, there was that rumor of a standalone game being explored from. Being oh, we're still waiting DLC. for the multiplayer thing, aren't we? The infinite or whatever it is, AC Infinite. That's that a was separate called? game. Is that a, a different thing? Game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's coming like two years minimum. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, Jay, so, so overall, so, I I enjoyed it. Like it was still like as yeah. fun as they usually are. Yeah. Um, How were you going to Valhalla? Yeah. In general. Say again. How were you going back to Valhalla in general? Uh, I actually got into it really, really quick. It's weird because because I'd been playing Elden Ring for a couple of days before that. I was pressing buttons uh, that were all Elden Ring buttons. So I was like, my head was still like (laughs) the muscle memory still what like hadn't kicked in yet. You know. Sure, 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 sure. That was annoying. I made a couple. mistakes pressing buttons I shouldn't have done um, 
Yeah, there's actually a couple of things I want to... Uh, do you know about the tomb of something? What is it on AC? And the free updates, or is this part of the DLC? I think this is a free update. I didn't even realise what it was. I just saw it in the achievements and thought, what the hell is this thing? It's like a tomb or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I told you about these, dude. I can't remember, honestly. Yeah, no worries. I'm I think to go it was back a free, and check those. I think it was a free update, which basically just put these tombs in, which are like puzzly type things. Okay, I'm going to have to check those basically. out at some point. Um, yeah, I won't say too much more, because I actually kind of want to get your opinion on one thing in particular. Um, okay. But I also don't want to like sway how you may or may not feel about the DLC, because I know you're, so you're going to enjoy it, I know you are. SAC, yeah, I'm, happy, I'm right? quite. I'm quite excited to play actually, Jay. If I'm if I'm truly honest with you, mate, I was kind of looking at it like, oh, maybe I should just get it. Maybe I should just get it. You know, talk about it with Jay on the podcast. You know, that's how I was. Thinking. Oh, I will say the runtime for me was about 13 hours, so it was about an hour wow, more than what is... Power Picks would said it was going to be. So. That's mental, Jay. I thought you. I thought even Goldlock speed, you'd be looking at 2025 for sure. Oh yeah, well, I was kind of a half expecting that. But I think where did we get that that twenty five thirty hour mark from? Was that from so marketing or something? Out, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that is um, false. We came from. I'm pretty sure that number came from Ubisoft saying it's it's going to be between thirty to forty hours. See that a, a that annoys job. me because all that tells me is that Ubisoft thought we've got them. Like, oh, I can't wait for that money to come in. That money's going to roll in. Right. This, right. this was a, definitely a cash grab. I don't know why it was a cash grab. I think it's because they know they're not going to be releasing an AC this year. So they basically want you to pay for like half of a, a an AC game for what should have been only like maybe a fifth or a quarter of what an AC game should have cost, you know? Are we not getting an AC game though, Jay? This year, I don't think so. Because didn't Valhalla came out 2020? 2020? Yeah. And Odyssey came out 2018. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like we would have but seen marketing have by now. These, we have had these huge DLCs since Odyssey. Yeah. So, I, I don't yeah. think we're getting one until next year, honestly. I, 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 yeah, I get your point. I don't know yet, but I see where you come I feel from. like they're just trying to, it almost feels like a sort of like a, a fundraiser for the next thing they're trying to do. Did it? Jay, a bit like Borderlands 3, Jay, I get the impression that the second year expansions aren't planned much ahead of time as the first years are so okay so so the season pass dlc feels like yeah absolutely yeah. planned right? feels like it was and on purpose with, yeah <laughs> right and the same with borderlands 3 year one right we had four story dlcs we played them all, all awesome. yeah. then we got another season pass at the same price for like two dlcs and it was like wait what i guess that was because season pass one was that successful and it feels a little bit like this with valhalla right season pass one sold really well i guess so let's make some more dlc let's get a really big dlc dawn of ragnarok out oh wait lol jokes it's not that big yeah, they definitely. This is definitely a sort of like you know, haha, we got you. But there's nothing we can do about it. It's kind of. So it honestly you, feels like I got got. That's what it feels like. So you. It feels like I've been. So had. You don't regret. You don't regret buying and playing it, but you no. wish it was longer, right? I swear. I, I I was having a shower a little while ago, and I thought to myself, I'll buy this day one, so you don't have to. Kind of thing, you know. <laughs> what me or people? Just in general, you, anybody, you know, anybody sure, who wants sure, to hear sure. this. Um, but it, I kind of feel like that's kind of where I'm at. Like I bought it because I wanted, to, I was in the mood for it, and I kind of felt like playing it. But yeah, part of me wishes I would have waited and maybe got it half price or something. But 
I wouldn't have known unless I played it. That's the problem. So I guess I'm, I'm basically saving you the the fifteen quid potentially, the ten fifteen quid, you know, I just to wait that. a little while. But I mean, if if there's anything we've learned while doing this podcast, it's that to never buy anything day one, unless you really really want to. I feel like there is like it's almost like a very like a yes man type thing. Like say yes to everything, not always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of what it's like. Buy everything day one, but don't unless you really, really want to. Like it's that kind of thing, you know. It's just the, the everything in moderation. But um, yeah, I guess this is just sort of like a a warning, but also like a you know you're still it's still going to be enjoyable. Like I think a, a big part of the reason why I finished like I did finish it quickly, but I was very efficient about the way I went about it. You know. Sure. Like I'm all about efficiency when it comes to AC or just any game in general. So I reckon, had I take, taken my time, I think I could have stretched it to 20. I wouldn't have got, I would, no way. And 30 to 40 is like a fever dream. It's like, there's no way. I don't think anybody. Not I think, even for me? Even, even for, for you. Me, I, think, think... I think you'll get it under 20. 100% you'll get it under 25. You'll probably get it under 20. Okay. All right. I think just because I know, like, I think, I think if this was like the first bit of AC content you'd ever played, then you might have maybe stretched it to 28. <laughs> Sure, but even sure. then, like a struggle, you know, you'd have to play it so slowly. Okay. All yeah. Right. This they they Just, this is to, this is a total you know we got you type situation. Like April Fools right. came early kind of thing, you know. Okay. Okay. But I still enjoyed it. I still had a good time. I liked it. Okay. Ajay, I think there's something wrong with me, dude, because I don't know what it is. Um, but Valhalla might be the only game which like is kind of bloated and does go on too long, and yet I love playing it. I, d- I don't know why, you know. Like yeah. it, it is for you, it's for me what Odyssey is to you, and it's really? it's weird because like almost no other game does that for me, right? <clears throat> Anytime there's a live service game, I don't really get into it. Anytime a single player game's too bloated, like a game I'll talk about later, I don't get into it. But Valhalla just works for me. I don't know why. It almost feels like Valhalla feels like a, a game, like a live service game. Yes. At times. But I, while I've been playing it, I, I kind of feel like now, if AC came out with a live service game, I think I'd actually enjoy that. Well, I think that's what Infinity is supposed to be. Yeah, I think I would enjoy that at this point. I think AC is, the reason why it is the way it is, is to basically get you ready for that. It's to make you feel like, oh, I can play AC for longer than 20 hours, 30 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours. Like, minimum, like, 100, basically, at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, AC has become, like, a very, very long game now, more like a Witcher-type thing, you know? It has. It has. Yeah. Maybe it's for the better, maybe it's for the worse. We'll see. I think probably... I mean, I'd rather an AC game be as long as possible, but, you know... Just because I want to get my money's worth. I've definitely got my money's worth. I think that's probably the good thing about it, uh, Valhalla, is I've probably got my money's worth, but only just. I've put 143 hours in, and I've technically spent... 123 pounds on AC because yeah, it would have been worth. the 90 and then the 33 on the new DLC so I've definitely I've got my money's worth by about 20 hours or so yeah <laughs> so yeah it's fine that's a good way to look at it yeah and Jay I'm getting very excited by this other game you have on the dock here I'm just I'm just making sure I'm reading it right okay Pokemon Alpha Sapphire yeah so you mentioned to me uh, you played Sapphire last week right yeah and I remembered, I think I even spoke to you about it on the podcast, or maybe right after the podcast, after we finished recording. But I said to myself, oh yeah, I have, I, I, I bought Omega Ruby when it came out, completed that, probably spent like, I don't know, maybe 250 hours on that game. I put a lot of time into that game. Um, and I, I remember buying Alpha Sapphire like separately, like 
last year, like maybe during lockdown, is like, a, oh, I kind of want to play the game again, but I don't want to reset my Omega Ruby save. So I was like, yeah, I'll just buy the Alpha Sapphire, it'll be fine. And I just didn't touch it. I just didn't. I played it for like 10 hours or so, and then I just stopped playing it. So I thought, oh, I'll try it out. I tried it out last night and this very early this morning, and I was like, yeah, I might potentially just give this another go. I actually got really lucky. <laughs> so your your starter Pokemon, you can like reset to get the correct um, nature you want on your Pokemon if you if you do it a certain way. And the Pokemon I chose was um, Sceptile or Trico. Um, and uh, Trico becomes Sept uh, into Groville and then Sceptile. But Sceptile is like a special attack user, so you kind of want to get the nature that's like the best special attack one. And on my second try this morning, I got Modest, which is like the best one to get. So I get lucky like that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes so it'll take you... twenty resets. Other times it'll take two. You know. So are you planning to play through this game the whole way, or what, <sighs> I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm in the middle of playing uh, Moon again. I'm in the middle of playing Black and White, and I'm also in the middle of this now. So I'm kind of like just dab. It's one of those ones that I just sort of like play for a little while and then come off it again. Fair enough. So, is, is this because of all our Pokey Pasture talks and stuff? I mean, or? yeah, po I'm I'm super Pokemoned up right now. Like, I really badly want to play Scarlet and Violet. Like, right. right even right. though we don't know what the final evolutions of the starters look like, there's a lot of leaks and a lot of like rumors about it at the minute. And I'm just like trying to keep up on all that info. So, I'm just like I feel like Pokemon hasn't stopped for me since like. September last year, like it's almost been uh, this September. Like, but by the time the new game comes out, it'll be over a year of constant Pokemon, just like Pokemon news, Pokemon playing. Which I think is the first yes. time that's, I've, that's happened since like uh, Fire Red and Life, uh, Leaf Green. Right. I haven't played that consistently of Pokemon in a long time, so just something to be excited about, you know. Absolutely. I'm just glad. I, I feel like it's something like I can fall back on. Like, if for some reason I stopped playing Elden Ring and there wasn't anything in the meantime. And then again, like after Tiny Teen or whatever it might be, uh, at least I'll have that to fall back on. So. And For you can sure, put dude. as many hours into that as you want, so it's all good. Before we move on to the news, Jay, just mm. a very quick uh, interlude from me. So I can't remember if I, I think I spoke about this on the podcast, but I bought Far Cry 4 and Primal on offer for like 17 quid for both uh, yeah. as some podcast games, right? Um, and basically after 10 hours or so i was really getting into far cry 4 i was like i'm enjoying this like it's doing the job i'm enjoying the missions uh the hunting blah 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 right that's the one in um tibet yep okay and uh <laughs> so jay um i think it came out 20 oh no 17 2014 or oh wow like even that. earlier Jesus. oh yeah dude like really early like really crazy early yeah. um and basically jay i have hit a borderline game breaking bug oh and... much like how i did with uh fort fire cry 5 right i got to, I, i'm not joking i i probably played about 15 hours of fire cry 5 to get to one point the game broke I started from the beginning, played another 15, got to the same point, and the game broke again. So I was like, yeah, I'm done. That was a waste. Wow. Yeah. I was like, no, nope. <laughs> massive waste. So, so yeah, so basically what happened was I did a race, I came out of it, and then it said I had no grenades, no Molotovs, no bait, and no blah, blah. So I went to the shop, bought it, lo like an hour later, it's broke. I look online, 
genuine issue people are still having it right and after you've just said that jay i want to bring this up because that is fucking unacceptable i'm sorry that is so unacceptable like do you, if you go to the movie theater does the projector just turn off halfway through unacceptable it's kind of like it's weird i feel like far cries should have been like it's, it's almost like as soon as a far cry comes out they're right onto the next one production wise and they just completely right. stop supporting the last one they just don't they don't fix anything which is odd they, because they, they, they fix ac you know yeah exactly like i feel like the ac games they fix right because we had the achievement issues Absolutely. like that yeah. i feel like Far Cry is almost like a money maker for them. Well, I feel like casual players play Far Cry, and we don't—they don't have hardcore players like the AC fans, like me and yeah, you. I guess like, so. who do you know, like online, who's like, yeah, I love every Far Cry. Like, no one. No, there but isn't we anybody. have AC AC fans, you know. Yeah, Far Cry to me almost feels just like that sort of like I think Far Cry funds the rest of their games that come out. <laughs> That's kind yeah, of what yeah, it, yeah. kind of that and uh, and uh, Rainbow Six, I imagine, funds most of what they make. And AC, AC is a big seller. Yeah, I feel like they probably they probably recycle that money back into AC though. A lot of it. I know what you mean. Those DLCs are so big. Well, apart from that recent one, they are really big. It's honestly hard to say, but you know. Yeah, so I was really disappointed, Jay. So I just uninstalled it because I thought, nah, no yeah. way. I have got my money's worth, hour-wise. So then, uh, Jay, good, I jumped into Primal, which, to be yeah, fair, has always that. piqued my interest because like, yeah. it's different, right? Um, and uh, played it for two hours, found it really boring, and uninstalled it. So there yeah. we are. Yeah. I could have t- told you this and saved you the time and the money. But I don't know. Well, Far Cry is just like... Jay, Far Cry is dead know. to me at this point. It's, it's wronged me way too many times. Yeah. yeah, it's up there. You know, it's in it's in the basket of games which I will never come back to. Do you, Jay? Never. I've got to tell you as well. So I looked at my friends list at who has put hours into Far Cry Primal, oh. and there were some people on there who have put like a hundred hours into Far Far Cry Primal, and I was like, how can you possibly find this that engaging? compared to like other games do you know what i mean i can't remember if there was some sort of like multiplayer aspect to the far cry games i think so it I was know... before i'm not sure about i'm not sure about primal oh yeah. actually well four's co-op primal might be co-op i don't know because uh, i think in five they had like an arcade machine you could walk up to and you could do like co-op and multiplayer right but i'm not sure if they had that in primal as well in some capacity i'm not sure that may be. I mean, I there might know, be a co op thing. I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine myself putting that many hours into it. That's Ugh, a lot. Mental, mate. Yeah. yeah, it sold really well. They, well, they do so well. But anyway, I, I did want to. I did. I, we needed to raise this, Jay, because. I feel like Far Cry is one of those games that should just die, but it won't because it sells. Like, it shouldn't be It shouldn't be allowed to be made anymore. Some people might say that about AC, you know? <sighs> yeah, I'm sure they do. But one of them's quality and one of them's not, you know? Well, a bit more quality than the other. I, could, I, I feel you, dude. I feel you. All right, Jay, can you please take us to the news? Okay. Yeah. Guys, a lot of the news this week, really, is me finding out about how Jay feels about lots of things. So, yeah, that's where we're at. First up, Ghostwire Tokyo uh, previews are out. People have played the first two chapters, first few hours. I've checked it out. I want to hear Jay's thoughts because this to me looks I'm like so a glad JRPG. You br- oh yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up. 
So I saw the trailer for this, I think, at E3 or whenever it got shown before previously uh, last year and thought, oh, it looks a bit naff. Like, just, eh, whatever, like another one of these type of games. And then I, I probably saw, like, the first bit of gameplay maybe last week and I was like, oh, this game I actually, like, might have to pay attention to at some point. I've tried to keep myself out of the loop as much as possible. Again, I think it'll be one of those games that I won't buy day one. But I definitely will keep an eye on, and as soon as it's on sale, I'll think about it. Hundred percent. Okay. Because I'm I don't know how well this game's gonna do, and I feel like you can tell if a game's gonna come down in price quickly, depending on how well it's it's seemingly doing, right? Isn't this a, a PlayStation exclusive as well? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, I don't know. I I definitely need to look more into it. Uh, I've got a couple of videos saved on my watch later on YouTube where I'm kind of like, oh, I kind of want to see um, what the actual like idea of the game is, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. I have a very minimal amount of information about what the game is. I mean, anything Japanese, I'm gonna love. So mm. it's whatever, you know. It does. It's it's that it's a good mixture of like, like it's got that very like Japanese sort of gruesome kind of aspect to it, like very like demon. E, but more like modern day demon type stuff. So, yeah, no, I'm intrigued. I, I definitely, uh, I didn't think it would be on my radar, but it is. I this happened twice now. There's been a couple of games where I'm like, I, this game is not on my radar at all, and then all of a sudden I'm like, all the the good gameplay comes out, and I'm like, why haven't I been paying attention to this game? I don't understand. Like, I should have been paying attention a while ago. So I feel like that happens every year though, and then I just spend all my money on games I never enjoy. So. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to be careful about spending money at the minute. You, know, so. you are you are and yeah. you're doing a good. I job. I need to wait and see. Um, I'm I reckon this might even be a Christmas game, depending on when it comes out on sale. Oh, you know? nice, nice. Just a quick business perspective on this, Jay. I wonder whether Xbox think they've sort of scraped a bullet in terms of Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, both PlayStation exclusives, right? Mm. Now they own Bethesda now, which is Arcane and. Uh, Tango Gameworks, respectively, which made both those games right. Yeah. But I feel like Xbox have, have 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 missed a bullet there because neither of them are really like, you know, your Horizons, your God of Wars, your Last of Us, like your ten out of tens, right? And I think and they're and they're exclusive, and I feel like these are the first PlayStation exclusives we had in some time that are knock out the parks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all yeah. right. <laughs> Um, that was just that was it, really. I'm trying to like think. So these get ga- you're saying these games aren't are good or aren't good? No, I'm just saying they're not incredible by by the looks well, of things. Well, I mean, we don't know. They're technically not out yet, right? Well, Ghostwire isn't. Is it out? That's not out yet. No, don't think so. No, Deathloop's out. Deathloop, right? Okay, yeah. So Deathloop got given high grades. Yeah, but, but nobody uh, talks about it anymore, and it's been half price for the last like two months. Yeah, no. So yeah. it's kind of like, is it? Uh, yeah, obviously it wasn't that good, right? Yeah, I don't know. Hard to say. So what you're saying is that Xbox are, are happy that they uh, didn't have those games come out on their consoles. Are you saying? Oh no, I was thinking more. Maybe they're just they might be grateful behind the scenes because they're not ten out of ten games that will make people block, buy more PlayStation. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. mean. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that harsh. This. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. No. I. I don't see my. I don't see people buying a PlayStation just for either of those games. Yeah. I can see me. 
That's, actually, you bring up, that brings up a really good point. I'm going to have to have that as a topic at some point about games that are capable of making you buy the console that they're on it on as an exclusive for. There might be something to talk about in the future. I'll come back to that. And next reaction is Jack. Oh, by the way, if anyone is interested, I literally couldn't be less interested in Go to Y Tokyo. Oh, really? Stranger oh, of Power. Okay. Yeah, dear, I do. It's just not hit. Not. Not here. <sighs> Something's clicking I mean? for me. Something I watched that and thought, oh, my brain is like, mm, that, sounds, that, nice, that feels nice. good. <laughs> uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, Jay. Where are you at with this game? Obviously, this was you're the playing, other game. You're playing, you're playing Elden Ring at the moment, so I'm intrigued to see where you are with your thoughts on this game. I downloaded the demo for this game and I played it. I actually haven't finished the demo. Um, is it PlayStation exclusive as well? No. Okay, okay. No, thank God. Um, I almost bought this game a couple times, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why, because I definitely, I, I reckon I, the game isn't worth the price. Again, it, the game isn't worth the price point. I think once it, I think it's currently sixty for base. So I think once the game comes to around thirty, I'll probably buy it then. And I might not even think about it then, just because I know that it might not be that. Mm, yeah, I think so. I think the game's about thirty hours long, so thirty quid sounds about right to me. Yeah, so so the game's out right, and it's got yeah. pretty good reviews. Well, actually, uh, from, it's out tomorrow. Is it? But it's in early access. If you pre-order the game, you get it play it three days early. So it's technically been out since the fifteenth. Oh, that's what I got confused about that. Right? Yeah, okay. that's probably why you've seen people playing it. Is because it's technically been out since the fifteenth. If you pre-ordered the game. Right, okay. Which so, is why I so almost going... bought it. I was like, oh, I want to play it right now, but I'm playing Elden Ring and doing other stuff. So. so it's only, is it 25 to 30 hours, even though it is that difficult of a game sort of thing? I don't necessarily think it's that difficult. I think you can make it I easy. I thought it was a Souls-like. Well, right? it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a more of a Neo game. You know Neo? N-I-O-H? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Neo game, but with difficulty settings. So you can play it on easy or play it on hard. It's up to oh. you. There is difficulty oh. to it, yeah. And depending that on what difficulty you play it on, yeah, I know, me too. Uh, and depending on what difficulty you play it on, you get better loot or the chance to, of better loot. So if you play it on hard, you're going to get almost guaranteed like the better loot. But if you play it on easy, it's a lot harder for you to get. So like a, so like a mayhem. Oh, sorry, like a mayhem. Yeah, it's basically uh, like a mayhem type thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, but oh, the, playing it on hard is basically just like playing a Souls game. So you might as well play it on hard straight away. You guarantee good seeing... loot, and you're basically playing a Souls game. Right, and you get more bang for your buck, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I reckon sense. if I did get it, I'd probably play it on high straight away. Okay. I'd try to. Um, Jay, do you think there'll be any impact on uh, wider Final Fantasy lore from this game? Yeah, so or... apparently this game is... So the game is actually set in the city that was in Final Fantasy 1. Wow. Which is Cornelia. Um... So this game basically is has references to like most other Final Fantasy games. So there's a Final Fantasy VII reference apparently. There's like a thirteen reference. Like this game is basically just an amalgamation of Final Fantasy references in like a Neo slash Souls game. So and also okay. apparently this this there's supposed to be something that happens at the end that is supposed to um, tie other Final Fantasy games to it. So it's supposed to be actually fairly important story-wise. So that actually, again, gives me another incentive to want to play it. Because if it's like fairly integral to the story, then I actually might want to, you know, 
experience it. So, but like I say, if it, if it, I tell you what, if it wasn't for Tiny Tina coming out, I'd be I'd be playing already. Fair play. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Hundred percent. I might get it after Tiny of, Tina. I don't know. Speaking of TTW. Yes. That's the new acronym we're going to use. <laughs> Is that what you're going for? I'm still trying to figure out what I want to call uh, Scarlet and Violet. Like, what Do I want to call it PSV? I'm not sure. PSV that sounds, sounds good, good to me. me. Yeah, that sounds good PSV. to me. PSV? Yeah, PSV sounds good. It's like PSP, not, but with a V instead. Yeah, but not quite as cool as BDSP. Yeah, I don't know. quite a punch. PSV is It's still cool, got though. the P on the end. Like the, It's got the V, P kind of sound, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And TTW sure. sounds pretty cool, too. So well, I like that. Oh, by the way, Jay. Um, I'm quietly confident Uh-oh. I'll be able to get Tiny Tina day one. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's that's good. That's good. I think I had the money come out of my account yesterday. Oh, I thought it just comes pre-order. out as soon as you pre-order it. No, I think they actually wait until like a week before the game comes out. And you got it on Xbox, right? Uh, yes. Not that it matters because it's full cross. Yes, yeah, this baby. annoys me because like I really wish that I'm glad it is. But it's kind of like, why wasn't Borderlands 3 full crossplay? You know? Did it never come, Jay? Did it? Did we never get it? I don't think so. I'm looking it up now. But basically, Randy Pitchford, CEO of Gearbox Entertainment, I think, or Gearbox. Ah, oh, they did a relabel recently. But <laughs> yeah, basically, he tweeted saying uh, it's full crossplay with PS4, PS5, oh, Xbox God. One, Xbox Series, and PC, which is crazy. Yeah, that Jay. is insane. I think that is going to open the gate, open the floodgates. Basically, like people are going to be. Probably a lot more incentivized to do co-op and online co-op and stuff. It kind of tells yeah, dude, me that yeah. maybe they like there actually might be. I think that because they've got all this sort of like dungeon type thing at the end of the game, like and the end game loop is very Destiny like. This game has almost become like a, a, a game live service game, you know. Like the end game has basically turned into Destiny to a degree. So they actually are incentivizing you to want to play with other people, which is a good thing, I think. Jay, funnily enough, mm-hmm. uh, there is a news story from Eurogamer, which was yesterday, saying apparently Borderlands 3 crossplay coming to PS4 and PS5 in the in the future. Mm. How weird is that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not getting my hopes up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I've kind of gone off Borderlands 3 now. Like after a certain amount well, of time, you're in, you're in Tiny Tina. You're in Tiny Tina world now, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm still a bit disappointed is, about. I mean, that is um, Borderlands, right? That's strand of Borderlands, right? No, yes. What Tiny Tina? First person, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, we're getting As there. In, we're we're past three, right? We're past we're, we're three past at this three. point, I think. Yeah, it's been two, what, three years? Came out in 2019. Yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. long enough. That's long enough. <laughs> Are you okay if we move on, Jay? Yeah, where are we going? Uh, I'm going to swap the I'm going to swap the news stories around quickly, Jay. Um, Elden Ring yeah. has sold 12 million units worldwide so far, yeah. which is extraordinary, Jay. So I'm going to set up a quick context for this before you before you go into it, right? Okay. I do feel that this is the reward of building blocks begin beginning in Demon Souls. And now it d- very much does feel like the peak of From Software for me. Oh yeah, we've definitely hit any of the games. I think we've hit the crescendo. In the, if, you know. Is that the right one? Yeah, I think so. Well, crescendo might be the end. So what? <sighs> Maybe not. I know, John. I know you're like all seeing, all knowing. You'll be like, yeah, of course it's all top million years. But what are yes, your of thoughts? Course it is. 
What are your thoughts on this? This is a lot of games, Jay. This is a lot of units sold. This is a lot. I mean, we're talking like Spider-Man numbers here. I mean, I I don't think a lot of people know that, like, Demon's Souls and Dark Souls 1, I think, sold less than 50,000 copies each. On launch, right? On launch. Which is like... a terrible game. Even for then... Yeah, funny. Even for then, like, wasn't that good. Like, 50,000 was fine. But, like, that's not a lot, right? No, no, no. And then about two or three years later, after Dark Souls 1, it just sort of, like, blew up. People found out this game existed and were like, why haven't we been playing this for the last two or three years? And I think since then has obviously been the rise of Dark Souls and and FromSoft. But, yeah, this is very well-deserved. I think think they've sort of fine-tuned the formula to sort of, like, get to where they are now. And it is a hunt. This, I, I mean, I can't wait for the next FromSoft game, honestly. But it's going to be a little while till we get that. But <laughs> honestly, if we didn't get one for another four or five years, I'd be fine with that. I'd be like, yeah, makes sense. Because I think four I think or that, five years from now, people are still going to be finding stuff in Elden Ring that they didn't know was there. So. I think they know what they're doing, and I think they know that not producing a game every two years can be a valuable commodity. Yeah, they know yeah. that time. Um, Taking your time with something can really mean the difference between something being um, like good and like the best it possibly be. Agreed. Jay, I wondered what the financial success, true financial success, extraordinary financial success would mean for From Software, whether it would change their course in terms of do they separate into two teams? You know, I I do wonder about that. If the, if they seem incorruptible, but you, one first wonder, it. you know, do, do they separate into? And by that, I don't actually mean corrupt. I'm what I mean is, usually, when a studio hits real peaks, you know, they'll either separate into two teams or they'll, um, don't know, do DLC or something, or you know, they'll just change it up, maybe, right? But yeah, I just wanted to know what you think. Do you think FromSoft are just going to stay as FromSoft and they will continue to make these types of games for as long as they can, basically? You make a good point, uh, and there's actually a fairly good segue into what I imagine we'll be talking about shortly. But uh, FromSoft are, are very, the way that the company is run is very like, um, most of the creative decisions are made by one person, much like um, uh, Death Stranding, uh, Kojima, yeah. Like there's like the one guy is like the guy who makes most of the creative decisions, and then he tells everyone to sort of like make the game how he wants it to be made. I feel like whether it's like a very Japanese thing or just like a strategy that is used, but I feel like it's 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 done them justice, and so it's kind of like a situation of if it isn't broke, don't fix it type thing. So I can't imagine they'll want to change much about how they're doing things. I think the Japanese are good at realizing that they don't need to change anything or sort of like sell out, I guess is like another way of putting it and like making any sort of drastic changes to the formula to then have to make it and like they don't they don't necessarily need like uh progress or like diversity in how they do things. It's more of just like sticking to tradition and formula and keeping it the same and mastering one thing until it's the best and then that's just how it's done. 
And I've heard there's a lot of other companies that are like trying to do that and probably failing just because they're not doing it right. But um, yeah, I can't imagine. I think Game Freak is the only other company who've like split into Japanese company who I can think of who, since they've gained more popularity, have like split. And I think for the better in that case because then they can make more. I don't know if it's for the better actually. We'll soon know because no, if Pokemon uh, PSB is any good, then it'll be for the better. Because right. <laughs> Arcus was amazing, so we know that at least one half of the of the uh, of the equation is good of the splitting of the company, you know. But um, yeah, I I can't imagine FromSoft wanting to split unless they wanted to make a not as good of a game. That's probably about. I mean, that's like kind of where I'm at. But I mean. It just depends on how much they can get done in a certain amount of time. Whether they split into two teams and spend the same amount of time they would do as one team on one game, I'm not sure. Like five years on one thing yeah, and two yeah, teams, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you make an interesting point, Jade, that the Japanese creators seem to have an unremarkable, uh, or sorry, remarkable amount of focus. Uh-huh. So, for instance, despite all the success Final Fantasy has seen, they're still able to focus and produce, you know, FF fifteen and thirteen and fourteen, and it it's almost like, in a way, they're not phased by the success at all. If you know what I mean. Well, I mean, there's almost like this sort of like Hollywood type thing when it comes to the game industry, where if you're constantly in the limelight as like a game developer, your game is sort of scrutinised more because people are always wanting to pick at it. Whereas if you're like outside of that bubble of a developer you're just sort of like you can just sort of do your own thing and like be left to your own devices and your game can just do well on its own you know there's no need to like for it to be picked at too much which is what what, what I feel like FromSoft like they've only I'd say they've only recently got into the mainstream and that just being that it's now more of a global sense like it's more globally known like people now know yeah. there's a yeah. lot more people now know what FromSoftware are whereas like even when Sekiro came out, not a lot of people knew what FromSoft was. I feel like it's well, only not as recently. Many for sure. yeah, yeah. I feel like it's only like since since Sekiro. Speedrunning is a huge part of that, I would say. Yeah, I think I think there's just because of the way the internet is. There's a lot more people who have access to that kind of information, and that can lead to. It's, this is almost a little bit. This is a good comparison. Like you know how like your favorite band get more known, and they start to make terrible music. It's kind of like that. Like, you know, you don't want your band to be known because they're going to get the fame, they're going to get the money, and then they're going to be... They're not going to be have that creative constraint where they have less of a budget, meaning they need to spend it more wisely versus, like, having too much of a budget and then spending it willy-nilly and it being terrible, much like a lot of movies are being made similarly. Like, right, that you right, need right. to have that constraint for, like, artistic yes. integrity and, like amazing ideas to be able to flow into a more channeled yeah, yeah, yeah. area rather than a really widespread big budget type thing it's kind of like yeah oh, throw, throw money at it and it'll fix it now money doesn't always fix things like that if anything money tends to make a lot of creative processes worse absolutely and you have to find the balance again right you have to find it's interesting because kojima is actually against that not against that. <laughs> what i mean is kojima basically had a blank check and he managed to produce a game in a fairly short period of time for him which is yeah. great but you look at kanye thing. for instance the more freedom he has the less the less sort of music he makes or whatever um you look at 
Um, oh, I had another example in my head. Goodness gracious me. Well, you look at Tool, for instance, right? They have oh. four amazing albums or whatever it is, or three. And then they have a 15-year break from albums because they've reached success. They have money. And then now they can't put anything out or they couldn't put anything out because they were so scared. It would tarnish the lineage, right? And all this stuff. And it, I totally get what you mean, right? Like sometimes yeah. a blank check is the worst thing you can do sort of thing. Yeah. Some, I feel like people, the the best creative artistic things that are made are from people who are have no money and just have to, they have to make it good because if they don't, they're going to, be right. broke their entire lives like it's, it's like but, but, it's more out of like desperation stroke necessity like if something's made out of necessity it's kind of like it becomes amazing you know? but from software now in the situation where uh yeah they're gonna they, have a lot they, more money to might... play with a yeah, lot more yeah, yeah i'm actually curious whether it's how how well sekiro and dark souls 3 sold while you look that up jay i'll yeah. just set up the next story um so while Jay looks that up, guys, we have a really big story that me and Jay are really want to discuss with Jay. Oh, so it comes from... Go on, Jay. What's the sales figures? Elden Ring has outsold Sekiro already. By a lot. Right, okay. Sekiro, Sekiro has only sold 5 million copies. Only. As of last year. That is crazy. So that's how much bigger... Elden Ring is and like FromSoft are now compared to how they were three years ago. Fair play. Fair Holy play. crap. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Over double. <sighs> That's yeah. insane. So they, must, they must be pretty shocked themselves then, I imagine. So this is this is like the the this is like the, the this is the decide this is the decider now. Whether FromSoft are gonna become something the villain like they're gonna be around long enough to see themselves become the villain or just stay right. the hero and be quiet you know right 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 yeah, so this this next story jay comes from vgc mm. uh from andy robinson so i sent jay this story jay did you manage to take a look at it i did the moment you sent it to me I was, I was on my break and i read it then and there oh sick all right so um Basically, it's a report about the initiative, which is the studio that Xbox created yeah. to basically what what we then what we later found out is to reboot the Perfect Dark series, right? So I think they've wanted another big AAA studio. Oh, oh no! Oh, you still there, Jay? I thought I lost you. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Um, they basically created a big AAA studio to help, but to produce more AAA games, right? So. Um, we found out it was Perfect Dark maybe last year or something like that. Yeah, um, they teased it at E3, I think. I think it might have been the Game Awards, you know, mate. Or the Game no, no, that would have been too soon. That was fairly recently anyway, in the Game Awards. Yeah, anyway. Um, and long and short of it is, I was, I've got a lot to say about this, <clears throat> and I'm sure Jay has too. Yeah. The long and short of it is... It does look like quite a few senior members of the team have left in the last year or so. Yeah, a lot of people have left. Um, now, that's not to say it's necessarily in a poor state. We don't know. I haven't worked on a video game my entire life. However, we do know that they brought in Crystal Dynamics of Tomb Raider and Avengers fame um, to help with the production of the game. Yeah, that my original, <laughs> My original thought was that they were building uh -oh. a dev team from the ground up <laughs> and basically just creating the game. 
Um, but yeah. then when they brought Crystal Dynamics in, it was a bit more like, oh no, we basically got 50 core team members of the core team to deliver the direction, and then basically loads of other people to help out actually execute on it, right? Uh, which was a bit weird. <clears throat> now we have this story of people like the game director leaving, like the design director leaving, and a lot of more people who have really good pedigree from previous games, frankly. God of War developers, that's 2018 God of War. Mm. Uh, Coalition developers, which by the way, like you wonder whether that's even a hire because the Coalition's owned by Xbox, but anyway. Uh, Insomniac, Riot Games. So, Jay. Before I go to you, if it's okay, my thoughts on this, (laughs) the more, the more I see, the more I think, oh my God, Xbox can't manage their studios, (laughs) okay? Yeah, so we didn't didn't hear about any of this stuff when it came to like Insomniac or like PlayStation Studios. They just, they just kept quiet and just made games. Right. Which is kind of what I mean uh, when I, I can refer back to the whole like Japanese, PlayStation, Sony. They're just doing their own thing. They're not in that Hollywood bubble, but Xbox seems to be in that Hollywood bubble where they're constantly looked at with a microscope and it's kind of like, ah, yeah. oh, like all the little details are now out there in the public and it just makes you go, oh, we probably shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be hearing about this. It feels icky. It feels like a whole 100%. sort of like, like a, almost like a paparazzi type thing. It's kind of like, I shouldn't be seeing this. This is like an invasion yeah, of privacy a little bit, you know? A hundred percent. And, oh, uh, Jay, like, so I'm going to go on a bit of a rant, right? But Please. I know that we've got E3 coming up, and I'm very excited oh, yeah, July. Uh, to watch it. You know, to June, 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 babe, June. June? I thought it was always in July. I thought it was like July yeah. 13th or something. No, nah, June, like, I think it's June 13th. All right. Anyway, anyway, I don't know the exact date. Sure. Um. But I'm excited. I'm excited for E3, right? I'm sure we'll watch some conferences and we'll talk loads about stuff, right? But yes. But 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 Jay, um, I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, okay, Xbox. I think you give them creative freedom. I'm I'm wondering whether you give them too much creative freedom because I'm starting to genuinely get a little bit frustrated that you're not giving me any games. Okay, where's Fable? Yeah, where's Fortson Motorsport? Where's this perfect dark game? I'm not worried about Where, Motorsport. Where's Hellblade 2? Where oh, Hellblade 2 is these... coming. That's Ninja Theory, isn't it? Or... It is coming, Jay, but I'm like, yeah. when is it coming? You know what I mean? Hellblade I 1 came out 2017. Yeah, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where are one. the. Where, 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 where are they. When are they coming, guys? Can you please just start delivering on some cracking games? Please. <sighs> yeah, I feel like. Um, like Xbox are a bit Jay. behind, aren't they? Like PlayStation is still killing it when it comes to their their like in-house stuff. Killing it, Jay. Killing yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like Xbox have sort of reverted back to their old ways of like, oh, they're not really making anything any good then. Okay, <laughs> let's go look at what PlayStation are doing, I guess. Well, look, Jay. If you look at the history of Xbox, right? Original Xbox and 360 we had some absolutely cracking, incredible yeah. exclusives, right? Um, and then ever since then, we we just haven't really, like, we we just haven't. So, what are your thoughts on this story, Jay? Do you think Perfect Dark's in trouble, Jay? Look, I'm not being funny. I said this from the get go. I said this from the get go. Why are you remaking Perfect Dark? Yeah, You're talking about global eco bioterrorism. What are you talking Nobody's about? Nobody's going to play it. 
Dude, this does not. The majority sound like of people, idea. there's like a lot of. There's obviously going to be an influx of a lot of young people coming into this new generation of consoles, and I, I could guarantee you that potentially only ten of them know what Perfect Dark even is. Right, not even. Like I, I only barely know what it is. Me too. And I'm, I'm 26. It's kind of like okay. Like I couldn't, I couldn't give a rat's ass about Perfect Dark. I know, me too. Like who who cares? Like I, the only people who care about Perfect Dark, is probably like a very minuscule amount of people, and even then, people are like, I mean, I don't really need it. Like that, uh, there seems to be a bit of a trend in like a lot of entertainment, like content, movie makers, filmmakers, like game makers. They seem to be target. Their target audience tends to be about ten thousand people, and that's it. Kind of like, who are these people? Why are they so loud? Why are they right. screaming to have this thing made and then the thing just flops because only ten thousand people wanted it? It's kind of like the last they're obviously not instance, doing they're yeah. not doing enough like market research, obviously. Like, I mean, obviously, I'll eat my words if this game sells well, but right, I'm right, not going right. to buy it. I don't think. Like, yeah, well, it'll not, be on Game Pass, take them, right? It'll be on Game Pass. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, even then, I probably won't even touch it. Like, perfect. I know what Perfect Dark is. It's not that interesting to me. What like, are your I just don't on this, get it. On the story, Jay. Um, yeah. So this this screams to me uh, the same development that Dying Light Two had. Okay. Everybody left. Uh, the morale just tanked. Um, is that they hired new. Like two? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dying Light Two was supposed to come out 2020. Okay. And then it, it got delayed two years because of all this stuff that happened. And similarly, what's happening to um, Perfect Dark right now? Yeah. In that, basically, all the most important decision makers left, and they had to like scramble to bring in whoever they could to finish it. Like. I, I even think that when the game, the day the game was supposed to come out, Dying Light Two, the game bet like didn't even have like a cohe- cohesive story. Like there's the it was everything was written out, but it wasn't in the right order. Like they just they didn't they didn't know what they were gonna do. Like they just sort of like puzzled pieces together and hoped it worked. I guess it worked a little bit. Um, I'm just trying to like, I guess the game will still be good, but it won't be coming out anytime soon. Ugh. God, Jay, we'll be lucky if this game comes out 2025. Like 2024, like earliest, early yeah. and late 2024, earliest. I'm, I'm getting, Jay, I'm getting sick of this. I can almost imagine that we'll we'll see a thing where release date September 2024, and then it'll get delayed until like February the next year. We'll, yeah, go, we'll check that. We'll check back on that. <laughs> That's my prediction. That's my prediction. I don't want to go on a tangent about Starfield, Jay, but more and more Ooh, as time goes on, I'm up. putting more faith in Starfield because I'm like, I love Bethesda games, as you know. Yeah. And when's the last time we had just an absolutely cracking exclusive, you know what I mean? And it's Game Pass, which is mental. Yeah, there's actually a developer diary series that I think IGN are doing with Starfield. I need to, there's like a new yeah. one that just came out. I need to watch that. But, um... Oh, dude, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I st- I don't. I'm yeah. I'm trying to not think too much about Starfield because I don't want to get too hyped up over it. I don't. Sure. I'm not confident in it yet. Oh, me neither, dude. Me. I feel neither. like I'm I'm struggling to ever to get confident in any game at the minute. The only game I'm actually confident in this year, like genuinely confident, is the new Pokemon game. I'm wow. not actually that confident in Titina. I'm actually a little bit worried that it's not going to be that good. 
No, I think twenty eighteen is going to be going to be good. No, I'm worried. I've spent the money already, but I'm worried. <laughs> what, what, what from the gameplay video you saw? I don't know. I just feel like until I actually have it, I just don't want to get too. I don't want to get my hopes up. I want to go into it super low expectations, so that if I, I if I like it even only a middle amount, it will seem higher because I went into it lower. Like this I will know. just sort of become this rather than this becoming this. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to I need to elevate rather than the other way. But we we both agree on this story though, right? Like yeah, no, it's just kind of really. like I mean, nobody really cares. Like, it just feels really icky. It feels like oh, I don't need to know any of this stuff, you know. If anything, like people say that bad bad press, like any press is good press, but to me, this just makes it feel like this gives me the opposite effect of like I don't I want don't want to touch this thing with a ten foot pole. Like, who right, cares, right, you know? Right. Like I genuinely don't know who this game is for. Genuine, like I remember people like them sort of like screaming about it being like oh wow but then like the audience was kind of like quiet it was kind of like oh I don't know who cares well, nobody cares about this like how I'd much Do rather they, they be spending the time about... on like oh, just an, either like a new IP or like a really cool new IP or just something else dude that's that's literally what I was about to say there Such would be waste more excitement over a new IP than this game waste of time like... waste of money just make it just make it cool like I feel like the best thing you can do for games nowadays, it's just to come out with a new IP that looks awesome. Because at least there's going to be some interest. You, you need a foot Jay, in the who door. Could possibly make, who could possibly make interesting new IPs, though? It's not like we got Horizon last generation on PlayStation, or Ghost of Tsushima, or Days Gone, which are all new IP oh, for PlayStation. Oh, by the way, all PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I feel oh, like Xbox dear. are trying, though. They're trying their hardest. I agree, bank. I agree. I agree. You know, I'm still waiting on this vampire thing, or not vampire thing. Um, uh, was it that red? Yeah, Redfall thing. Is that what it was called? I think so. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm intrigued, but again, it get, the thing is, because it was a new IP and because it looked cool, it made me go, "Oh, I actually might want to try that." Until I see gameplay, I'll have to. I'm excited about it. You know, but this perfect dark thing just made me go, "I don't care." Like this, obviously, this is just my opinion, but I can imagine there aren't many people who feel differently. Mm, okay. Like, just, I, there's no no one talking. Like, until this story came up, nobody was talking about it. Like, it just died in the water, if you ask me. But I'm have to look. I'm have to look into it. I might just check Twitter to see if there's like some uh, some like hype about it. Even like even sure. before this, you know. Jay, I've got a question slash debate for next week that okay. I'd like for us to prep. <laughs> sure. Will Xbox Game Studios produce multiple world-class exclusives this generation? This generation. I feel like if they don't, then what is the point? You know, <laughs> what? Like, just just shut it down. Shut don't it bother. down. Don't even bother. You know, Jay. Make would you like good, to take please. yes or no for this? Oh, what? That they will or they won't? Yeah, correct. Do you want to take the they will or they won't? This is tough because it's not it's not necessarily a question a question of will will they won't they? It's more of a question of um. Well, I guess it is. I don't know. It's hard, right? Because I want them to, but I don't know if they will. I feel like I'm I'm more of an optimist when it comes to gaming stuff. 
I don't know. We might have to discuss that off pod. All right, all right. We'll come back to that. No dramas, no dramas. Jay, can you take us to your topic page, please? That's the end of the news, guys. We're in the home stretch now, believe it or not. Okay. Um, that's not to say Jay hasn't got a lot to say about his topic know. for this week, we'll which is... I can't remember. Is it Elden Ring? Elden Ring. Elden Ring. I actually made some Elden pretty uh, some pretty big progress last night. <laughs> I think I went from... Okay, so quickly, very quickly, Jay. Jay's been playing Elden Ring. I have. I'm about 20 hours in. I thought it'd be more than that, actually. No, I, I mean, technically I've only been able to play roughly two or three hours a night, right? Right. And I've been playing it since last Tuesday. So you didn't start it after you finished Ragnarok? Like, start it again, I mean. Oh, that's, that's a lie. So, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I played it again Sunday afternoon. So, yeah, I played it a lot, I think. Are you um, hoping to complete it before Tiny Tina? No. You, you haven't got an objective to do I it. Don't you think, got, yeah, like, I, don't, yeah. I don't plan to. I'd plan to just get as far as I possibly human, like, want to or can. Yeah, sure, I actually, sure. I was, uh, <laughs> actually, I've played technically more than 20. I've played about 35 hours. No, 30 hours. So I've put 10 hours into a different character. I've st- I started a melee character. I'm currently still my mage character. Um, oh, yeah, I had, I had a tough night last night with Elden Ring. So okay. there's, 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 so I think there's 107 bosses in this game. What? Uh, unique bosses too, right? This is this is the game with the most bosses in it. The From Software game with the most bosses. Um, that's, that's how big that's the game is. I know it's massive. Um, and I think you only have to defeat about ten or eleven for the main story. Okay. Well, technically, like, yeah, like I think there's ten main bosses, but you have to kill like a few mini bosses in between that to be able to get to the next. Um, Can we keep it light on spoilers, if that's alright, by the way? Yeah, I won't, I won't say like names or places or anything. I'll just say like numbers and stuff. I'm I'm technically about halfway through. Okay. Boss, like main boss-wise, just because I sort of like... I think I actually killed like... I think maybe two of the main bosses in the first ten hours, and then the like like two or three main bosses like last night. I did them all in a row. Because like from software games are one of those games where you can probably get through the game super quick, but like depending on if you've like managed to like over level, you can sort of just run through the like a big portion of the game super super quickly. So what kind of happened was I got to a point where I was like, right, I'll just over level like massively, and then I'll just run through like two or three bosses. So that's kind of what I did, but I actually got stuck on like an in between boss, and that really. <laughs> Like I, I all, like, I'm not joking. The classic thing happened of where I got the life bar down to one hit, and then he killed me. And I was like, oh my God. and then I spent another 55 minutes trying to get him down to dead again. And I find I took like an hour it took me to go from almost killing him to actually killing him. And I was like, oh, I could have saved. I wasted an hour just like, just because I didn't get that last hit in, you know. <sighs> but the thing is that that ruined my night. That hour, and then the hour right. after that was me again killing like two main bosses, but like so quickly because I'm just like massively overpowered. I think a lot of it is also to do with the type of build you have because I'm a magic build. I don't I don't really have any sort of like melee prowess. So if if I run out of magic, that's it. I kind of just have to like hope and pray that 
any amount of melee wet damage that I do is enough to finish them off. Because there's some bosses where you can literally just like two or three spells and they're dead. But there's other bosses where two or three spells is like not even a tiny bit of their health. And you've got to really think, you've got to strategize a bit more about what you're going to do. And I got very, very lucky last night, and I'm very happy about that. Um, okay, I'll go into like more detail about like the actual game overall. Um, do you want me to ask questions, sorry? Or yeah, you could I do. Just, I'll, I'll just do like a quick thing. You. I'll do like a quick yeah, yeah. like little thing. I'll start. So the game is very pretty. Um, I haven't really noticed as much of the stuttering as I think I did last week. They actually patched the game today. I haven't tested it yet, but there's like a bunch of like there's, so the, there's a speedrunner who got the game down to under half an hour. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, Distortion Two, I think his name is, um, and a lot of the strategies that he used, I think they've now patched out. Really? So I don't think he'll be able to go anything less than what he's already got. Fortunately, either that or they have to come up with a different strategy to get close to what they got to before. Um. I'm trying to think, man. Oh, right, yeah. So, when I first, like, saw Elden Ring, I was like, there's one character where I was like, I want to be able to wear that character's armor and, like, be more like that character. I managed to get it last night, but I found that most of the, like, cool-looking weapons and armor takes, like, forever to get to. And I feel that's always been the way with FromSoft games, is, like, the first, like, the majority of the the first bit of your playthrough will always be like so underwhelming like insanely underwhelming and then you kind of have to like do some really crazy things to make it seem cool and then even when I got there I was still a bit like underwhelmed a little bit but I'm trying to think if there's like anything like I can't really think like it's, it's kind of hard to to say what I like about the game. It's kind of like more of like a nostalgia type thing at the minute. Because the game's so hard in areas, it kind of feels more like a chore a lot of the time. How does it... Um, how true is it then that it's the hardest one, do you think? Do you think that is true? or? <sighs> I honestly think it depends on your level. If you're over-leveled, it can still be like massively hard. It just depends on your build. Because I think this is, this is the first time ever I'm ever doing like a, a full magic playthrough, and I think it's almost like rock paper scissors where like <laughs> you're like always going to find it hard against one particular type of enemy, but then you're always going to find it easy against another type of enemy. So and the, but because the game like gives you both most of the time, like the game feels infinitely easy and infinitely hard at the same time. It's such a weird way of playing a game, but. I actually can't remember struggling that much on previous Dark Souls games, but this one definitely feels like more of a struggle. But luckily, when I was playing that boss last night, the one that I got stuck on, after about half an hour, I was like, oh, I'm starting to like feel the confidence kick in now. I like to call it like the FromSoft confidence, where like <laughs> you sort of like it kicks in at a certain point in the game, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have been scared this whole time. Uh, of like okay. dying or whatever it is. I feel like what most people um, struggle to get over is like the the being scared of dying of a lot dying. of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm kind of at like the I find the confidence has finally kicked in. I understand a lot more about the game 
now. Um, I, I'm kind of, it's kind of one of those games where I, I know it's too long, so I'm not really fussed about putting that much effort in. I'm just going to sort of like, much like the Pokemon, I'm just going to sort of like dabble, I think. I think that's where I'm at with it. But I am enjoying How's... it. It may not seem like it, but I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, sure. I will say the music, again, like, from Soft Kill It, they kill it with the music. Really? Probably one of the better things about it, too, yeah. How does it compare to your your Bloodborne's, your Dark? I know you only yeah, that's difficult, hours man. In, but... I still actually think Bloodborne is, is might be the best open... from soft game. Is it st- is that's it very hard. much an open world Dark Souls then? Because that's what people are saying. Yeah, it kind of is. There's definitely like barriers. Like there's definitely like there's bosses you have to kill to get to the next area. Um, but yeah, oh man. I, I'm trying to like compare it. I think Bloodborne actually might have been the easiest Dark Souls game, Ugh. which is odd because I think a lot of people would say it isn't. But for me, I I I finished it super quick. I don't know why. And maybe because I didn't, I maybe didn't play it. I feel like this is the biggest FromSoft game. It definitely feels like the largest one. And I think because it feels and I know it's so much larger, it kind of feels more intimidating and a lot. I feel like I, I, there's less opportunity for me to be able to see everything. And I think you kind of have to get over that. I've definitely seen that in a lot of articles and a lot of like interviews with like develop with the developers saying the game wasn't necessarily made for you to be able to see everything, but you can if you want, kind of like take the time. But I feel like if I took the time to see everything, I'm not. This game would be like 200 hours. Like this game's a lot bigger than it seems. Like I don't know. I think the developers even said the game was like 30 hours long. I was like, no. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the other direction. You're talking like a hundred hours to even like get close right. to finishing. You know, I think I could probably do it in like fifty. Because I've gotten to the point now where there's like a farming spot that's really hard to get to, and I finally got there. And you get about ten thousand runes per time you, you kill a certain enemy. Um, but as you know, you just got to farm it, I guess. So. Sure, sure. I spent a little time doing it. I think I'm like level 100 or somewhere around there. Do you and like, I think you're supposed you like to be about 140 at the end of the game, so I'm pretty close. But I think you could do it at level 1, technically. Are you liking the designs of the bosses and things like that? Yeah, that's another thing. Things? I actually think the quest lines in the game, much like previous Dark Souls, might be the best thing about the game. Because they're the things that a lot of the community aspect of the of the fandom tend to like revolve around there's like one particular quest line that's actually my favorite quest line which everyone seems to be doing like fan art of and like talking about on twitter constantly and i'm like i'm really happy about that because they did that in dark souls one as well there's like a number of bosses and quest lines that people like did loads of fan art and like really cool art like, like that was actually one of the main reasons why i even got into dark souls i think it's because i actually followed a lot of the people who did a lot of the like fan art and even like some of the main concept art for the game when it first came out and i was like oh i sort of saw that and went What's this from? And then I realized it was from the game. And I was like, oh, I'll go play the game now. So right, it's almost right. more like it's sort of like turned on its head while I'm playing the game and then I'm seeing the art afterwards. So it's sort of like a good coming back to like my origins of Dark Souls, you know. So it's almost like a, it's almost like a weird nostalgia trip. I, it's really, this is like really hard to explain, but I will say the game is kind of like, I think the scope of the game is a lot bigger. I think it, it, it definitely deserves more of this 12 million soul thing. I think they've definitely put a lot more effort into this than they have done previous games. 
Like it just seems so much more grand there than usual. I, th- I think that if you had to describe this get this game in one word, it'd be grand. Oh, I that's like probably that. the best I way like to put that. it. Yeah, we'll go with that. So yeah, that's my right, weird cool. summary of where I'm at with that. I'll probably come back to that depending on. I was gonna say we'll definitely bring that up when you when yeah. you get closer and closer to the finish line. Um, yeah. It's it's one of those, isn't it? Like. I kind of want to ask too many questions because it's like spoilers and stuff, but ultimately the game. Yeah, is, I could go into like, a lot of detail, but you know. Yeah, there's but actually like, like too Wings much about the gameplay, isn't it? <laughs> so it's one of. Those, uh, really. I don't know. It, FromSoft games are very much about the story, but you don't really need it to enjoy the game necessarily. Right. I think if you're like right. a really massively hardcore fan, then you'll 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 sort of like understand it more. I see that there's a lot more cinematic stuff in this game than previous ones. Which is very odd. For well, Sekiro's got quite a lot of cinematics, I believe. I mean, yeah, I still don't need to play it, so I kind of don't know. But I feel like this one has a lot more, like, um, I would say triggers, but I don't know if that's the right word. Like, there's a lot more, like, things in game that happen because of decisions you've made. But they're, they're like, on purpose. Like, yeah, that always yeah, sure, happens. Sure. Like, you, you, the the thing that happens will always happen, no matter what you do. But um, they're a lot more cinematic in how they play out, and I think that's just different to my my experience, pre- previous experience of how Dark Souls games have played out. They've been a lot less cinematic, and I enjoy that. I like that they've gone more. They've gone more of like a, uh, I don't know, not necessarily like Hollywood, but just more like more involved. Movie I guess. Style? I don't know. Yeah, more yeah. of a movie type thing. Yeah, it feels yeah. it feels kind of like Lord of the Rings actually. <laughs> In that kind of aspect, I don't know why. That's just what comes to mind. Like that sort of medieval type, you know, knights and swords and magic type thing. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um. Awesome, Jay. Keep us up to date on what's going on with Elden Ring. I will probably think of some more questions after I play the likes of Sekiro and stuff. But <laughs> they are like Elden Ring will sort of be one of those games that we talk about in like a decade from now as being like one of the greats, you know, or even like five Do years. You... I get a bit. Sometimes I get a bit surprised when people have an immediate reaction to that because I think, how I can know, you, I know. how can you know, right? Well, people like, talk then, about that even about Bloodborne, and that came out right twenty fourteen, fifteen, yeah, yeah, January twenty fifteen. Yeah, you're right. And and to be fair, people said that about The Witcher three at the time. They were like, this game's incredible, and it was. So I get yeah. it. It's I feel like sometimes like, you can just you know, tell. I feel like if you're like us, much like if you're an avid. Uh, film watcher, you can just tell if a film's going to be a cult classic or like right. something that will have longevity. I feel like Elden Ring, and even just FromSoft in general, they're they're what like a longevity type developer. And I have a feeling like uh, like who else is like that? I guess like the Halo devs. What do you mean, sorry, in terms of like, long, uh, like... yeah, like games that have been around and people still aren't sick of them necessarily. Oh yeah. <laughs> What is in the original Halo? Like they could always this the developer could always make a new game and it'll always be good. Oh, dude, not many of those. That's, that's what I'm those. saying. Like I feel like FromSoft haven't made a bad game, but that is subjective. I know what you're obviously, saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, like Tenic, like I think Rockstar's very probably objective. up there, probably. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Annoyed dog. Um. Jay, let's let's finish the show then. Can you yeah. please take us back to the home page where we'll quickly wrap up 
with a guess who's review. Jay, if you don't know, because I know you do. If you don't know, now you know. You know. Um, guess who's review is where we pick a random video game review from a random gaming media outlet, and then basically we pick three quotes to guess, and Jay has to guess the quotes, and I've picked the game. So without further ado, Jay, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm pretty sure we missed last week, right? So it is definitely your turn. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's my turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just making sure. Okay. Okay. Are you ready, Jay? You ready? <sighs> I'm never ready. I don't know what. On. I don't know what one to pick first. If I'm honest. Yeah, so that's always the toughest thing. I feel like because I've lost, I've lost so many times. It's been because of when I've picked which one when. Okay, I've got it. This first one's really hard. All right, so chill out. Quote number one. In an effort to breathe new life into the struggling franchises, Rebellion Games, the very same oh. studio that brought us the last great, not going to say that, is taking a stab at a virtual iteration for the PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. So, Rebellion, I know, and I think they're okay. known for making the uh, the Alien games, or quite a few Alien games, one or two. Um, did Rebellion make uh, AVP? I don't know. Yeah, I want to say they made AVP, and I don't know if I, they might have made Colonial Marines as well. The, as far as I'm aware, Jay, Gearbox made Colonial Marines, oh, okay. and I know Rebellion Games for Zombie Army Trilogy. What else Stuff they like do? that. Can you read that again? Read the quote again. In an effort to breathe new life into the struggling franchises, Rebellion Games, the very same studio that brought us the last great blank. Is taking a stab at a virtual iteration for the PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. So the way that that quote makes it seem like this game is a sequel to the last great blank, whatever you said. That's what it's making it seem like. And then I don't want to give you too much hints. Bringing a virtual a virtual version to PS3. I mean, ignore that. That just means a game. They just mean a game. I was gonna say. So, I have a, if that is like a sequel to something, Rebellion sequel. God, I don't even have a clue. I'm gonna say AVP just because it's the only one I can think they've made. Okay. Final answer. Yeah. Spot on. Are you Jake kidding me? Right first game. No way. What? Are you kidding? Nah, bro. Oh my god. And that was the hard one. <laughs> Boom. Wow. Boom. Just like that. I'm like, I'm like, Jay won't remember who Rebellion Games are. And then straight out of the hat, he's like, yes, yeah, so they did the AVP games, the uh, Rebellion games. I was like, right, fucking hell. Don't know Afro Samurai, <laughs> but you know it's fucking who made AVP. I know. Well, okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, god. I played there AVP a lot. Like, I mean, you like played a lot a of lot, games a lot, a lot that I've put on here but I understand wow I can't believe I got that that's kind of insane but alright there you go alright well very well done Jay do you know what the scores are at the moment scores on the doors I think it's actually a lot closer than you think do you want to know the other two quotes yes please quote quote number two yeah quote number two yeah, uh, well, we're, a... we're now on the same we're now both on 31 oh my god that's so competitive Blank could have been a truly great game. 
It's there, you can almost feel it, but it's constantly ripped away from you because of poor design decisions and the general lack of quality that keeps the game from having that AAA feeling. It's by no means a bad game and will Very almost big. certainly please fans more than either movie effort, but when compared to other first-person shoot titles on the market, the difference is clear. That's a really long quote. That would Last have been quote. harder. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, the uh, rebellion gave it away, I think. Okay, fair. The last quote was, see, the design of the Marines campaign is very uh, as far as FPS design is concerned. Oh, blah, blah, blah. There seems some fun to be had and it provides an introduction to the melee mechanics that you'll need for the blank campaigns. But at the end of the day, oh, there are just wow. too many better FPS games out there. They were all actually pretty hard. I think even that one would have been hard too. Yeah, interesting. It would have, it would have okay. given me the, the alien thing, but I don't know if I would have got AVP from that. I understand. I think if you said the Rebellion one last, then I would have got it. Fair play. Weirdly. Fair but, play. I mean, you wouldn't. You, there's no way you'd know that I remember about Rebellion making AVP. Nope. Does anyone even know what AVP... Alien versus Predator, if nobody... You know, you know. <laughs> if you're a fucking noob! If you're not son. a gamer, like, you know. Jesus. Like, it's funny what, how you mean... know exactly what I meant as soon as it's AVP. You're like, o- yeah, I Obviously, we're... Obviously, man. Come on. And I don't, don't want to. I have got. I am playing a game at the moment, but I want to talk about it next week. Okay. I should be playing Elden Ring this week. You know what? I don't know. I, it's weird. Um, uh, Elden Ring is one of those things where I think about during the day, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do this, do this, do this. But I'm kind of like, I'm not like, I'm not like done with it necessarily. I'm not like fed up or like bored or whatever. It's just, it's. I'm not a fan of like games that I know are going to take forever to do. You know, so I might just, I might just scrape away at it, nibble away at it, just whenever. Because I already, I already know what happens in the story, so, and I don't really expect to get everything done because this kind of game like would take you so many hundreds of hours to get everything. So it's just right. kind of like not even worth like touching any of that. So I'm, I'm kind of just like in the mode of like just getting to the end, kind of like as quickly as possible, just to say that I have, you know. I think that's kind of where I'm at, and I'm I'm already halfway there, so we'll see. Yeah, cool. I don't know. Right. We've only got eight days till Tiny Tina. So is it a week tomorrow? It comes out on a Friday. Twenty fifth is a Thursday, I think. Is yeah, it? no, it's a Friday. You're right, it's a Friday. Yeah, week. Oh, tomorrow. that's sick. That's sick. All right, cool. Oh, oh my man, God. it's actually annoying because we're going to get less time to play technically. And no, we're not. Are we? Because the clocks go forward on Sunday. Oh. So we're going to have an hour less to play, <laughs> which is funny if you ask me. I might just go to bed like an an hour earlier than I usually do. Just try to like negate it as best I can. Well, we'll figure it out, Jay. We'll figure it out. Thank you for your time, Jay. Let's wrap it up. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Go play something. something. <laughs> all right.